Welcome back to the Third Millennium Church Podcast. I am your host. My name is Garrett Gerhart. Today, I will be going solo by myself. My co-host, Josh Carmen, uh, will be joining us in a later episode. As part of the new format of the season two, I wanted to jump in here and share some things with you when they were uh, just on my mind and on my heart. And today is one of those episodes. Today, I want to talk to all of us about the difference between online community and online services when it comes to church, because I believe we should be creating online communities instead of just online services. I don't know about your church, but mine, a huge emphasis is put on the Sunday service moving online because of all the social distancing we find ourselves in. And I think it's great. We put a lot of effort in that, and I think it's going really well. We're streaming it live on YouTube every Sunday morning, and people are really responding. But that is not all we have to do. We need to think about uh, the other ways to connect with people. The church, as you know, is not just Sunday morning. It's so many elements that make up a church, and we have to find ways to replace that too. And I think one of the ways that we can replace that is through online communities, right? Online groups, um, social media. That is a great tool of the internet. And the relational part of the internet has been there from the very beginning. As soon as I think the government created the internet to exchange information, people realize that you're actually more connecting with another person on the other end of that modem. And so um, that is a way that we've always used the internet. There was this great study that came out over 15 years ago. They wanted to study why people were joining online communities. And you know what they found out? People were joining online communities. Now remember, this was like chat rooms and forums. This was before there was social media. They found out that people were joining them for the same reasons they joined any other community group. They said, and I quote, like real ones, online communities are joined not only because of utilitarian information exchange, but also because they serve the social need of having a friend and getting social support. Many of us know that that is one of the reasons why we go on social media. It is community. We connect with our friends and family. I actually didn't jump into social media until I moved from California to Michigan many years ago, and I wanted to maintain those relationships. And It was so much easier with social media than it was with any other platform. These relationships that we have online, hey, they may look different than they did a generation ago, but most of us still find deep meaning and value in them. A lot of us in, that are in this Facebook group, Third Millennium Church Facebook group, you're probably in a lot of other church Facebook groups where you're helping one another, you're seeing people show real care and concern, and you're seeing that there is some value in community when it's done online. And here is the deal. This is what we're all faced with right now, is we're all spending way more time at home, which means way more time online. So how are we going to be spending that time online? Is it just going to be entertainment, watching through the office completely for the seventh time? Are we going to be wasting time by just scrolling through news feeds? Or can we use this time to maintain our connection with others? We're socially isolated physically, but it doesn't mean that we have to be isolated. We can use this time to show care and concern for the other person on the other side of that screen, on their phone or their computer. I think we should be looking at our time online as a time of connecting with others and not just a time wasted. Okay, so when churches had to move online, what did they really have to move online, on the internet? Well, if you look at church right now in 2020, April 2020, churches have pretty much had to find a way to move everything online. That includes worship services, sermons, life group, discipleship, 
outreach, uh, missions. And of course, we've had to move our community and our fellowship online because there's no other way to do it right now. But is a church an event for a couple hours each week or is a church a way of life for 168 hours per week? I think many of us can see the value of finding ways to connect with their congregation and other people from their church all week long. And that's a value that that here at this podcast we've been saying for a long time before we could only meet online, making sure churches had a really strong social media presence, right? So they could connect with people, let them know not just about what's going on, but actually do discipleship, actually do community, actually share the gospel online. So I think all of those elements in some ways could be done online, probably should be done online. It looks like that uh, most churches in America will probably be um, in this social isolation, not allowed to meet for at least a couple of months. So we're going to have to be finding ways to move the elements of our church on the internet. But what I really want to focus on today is how do we build community online? And by community, I mean a place or a platform that allows you to be truly seen and for you to truly see others. A place where you go to be freed from your current isolation, where you can share the ups and downs of life in your Christian walk, where you can worship and lament. A place that really represents the people of its congregation and its community. Does your church have an online experience that offers some form of real community like that? If not, I want to encourage you to find a way to do that. I think right now we are seeing a lot of churches do this in a couple significant ways. I think that's either online groups like Facebook groups and video conferencing call. So let's talk about that real quick. Facebook groups. I think Facebook groups are a great way to build community. Specifically, like a private group where uh, people in the church have to join and maybe answer some questions that kind of prove that they're a part of the church community, not just some random person who's looking to sell something. And in these groups, the, the, all the members of the group can post, not just the church leaders or pastors. And so in it, you would love to see discussions and lots of people listening and asking questions. And this is a great place for not just the sermon to go out for people to watch, but the sermon to go out uh, with questions about uh, what was your favorite part of the sermon? What hit home with you the most? How are you taking practical steps to apply what you learned from God's word? I think a group is a great place for that. But here's the deal. And one of the things that uh, many of us who work in church, social media, or communication have felt is that a lot of people are moving away from Facebook. And I'll be honest, I kind of grieve that sometimes. Not that I'm a huge Facebook fan, but there's there's nothing quite like a Facebook group where people can share um, about their experiences, share prayer requests. I had someone just uh, this morning when they saw that our church was going live on Facebook for worship and prayer, they asked, what if we don't have Facebook? And there, there can be ways that you can go live on both Facebook and this was an Instagram message that this person sent me on Instagram and YouTube all at the same time. And those are great. But what what we are really trying to do by going live with live worship and prayer is that community. We don't want it to be one way. Just watch this and that's it. We love that the comment section. We love 
our, our worship pastor asks for song requests and is answering song requests. And people all of a sudden in the chats and the comments are asking each other for how they can be praying for one another and how much they miss one another and how much they can't wait to see each other and worship together again. If that was on on YouTube, on Instagram, you can still get those, those chats and those comments, but it isn't this, this expectation that you're in this close-knit community, this close-knit group that allows people to be really vulnerable and to be real. And uh, in this Instagram comment, I encouraged, I said, hey, you know, maybe this person, maybe now is the time to get Facebook. Um, it feels really weird to encourage someone uh, to get a social media platform, but I don't know if we should really shy away from that sometimes because it can be a valuable thing, especially right now during social isolation. They responded back and said, there's personal reasons why they're not on it. And I totally get that. But I want to encourage people to try your best to find ways to offer some form of opt-in community or your church and your congregation can the expectation that the other people in there are part of their community. They also love the church and they love their neighborhoods. And they can talk about that and discuss that. So the second way we're seeing churches do this is through video conferencing calls, right? A lot of you are out there are using Zoom calls for life group, for staff meetings, people working remotely and using video conferencing calls all the time. But what I've seen that's been really cool is for people to use this for, for also smaller groups, not just their life group, maybe at church or a small group of, you know, 10 to 12 people, but just connecting with friends of three or four or five people that they know from their life and from their church and they're using it to maintain that connection, to maintain that community. And I think that churches need to um, invest time and resources and really mission and vision into making these a part of what it means to be a part of your church community right now. That, hey, you jump on uh, our social media, you join our groups, you join our chats, but hey, you also find ways to be a part of these Zoom calls or Google Meet calls or whatever it is that are happening all over the church all throughout the week. How can you join that and share with one another what's going on in your life, pray for one another, show care, and really be there as best that we can? I think those are the two big ways that we're seeing people participate in online community right now. Hey, I think the worship service is a very important element of the church today. But I wonder, at least for a time, that maybe it's becoming less of a focal point and community itself is becoming even more important because that's one of the things that we're really missing out on when we're all socially isolated at our homes. I want to conclude by letting you know that I don't think that bolstering your online community is going to be a wasted investment, right? Let's say right now that you were spending time and resources and money into creating a online service, uh, you know, buying equipment or doing a room build out of a studio or whatever it might be, you might have the temptation to think, hey, when we go back and meet in person, some of the stuff might not be used. And you know what? You might be right. But when it comes to online community, I don't think that it's going to be wasted. People are already attending church in record low numbers, but they're also spending time online, consuming podcasts, consuming videos in record high numbers. So whatever happens in a couple of months when we're able to meet back together again, I think that you'll find the investment that you spend in building online communities as a church will be well worth it. People will be more likely to stay connected to your church throughout the week. They'll be looking forward for, to find something to replace the time they spend wasted on social media with time they can spend being discipled and in community. Don't worry 
that you might have to go back to meeting in person and that you've wasted some time because I think is a good investment for your church and your church's community. Here at Third Millennium Church, we talk a lot about the future of the church. And I wonder, here's the big question, I wonder if spring of 2020 is giving us a glimpse of what that future looks like. Hey, I would lament getting together for for corporate worship if that went away, as much as the next person who grew up with that, right? I'm a millennial. I grew up worshiping youth events at church with other people. To me, that is an important part of my faith. I feel most connected with God and what he's doing in the world when I'm with other people in person, face-to-face. But what about the next generation? And what about the generation after that? Will they define the idea of corporate worship differently? Will they think of getting together with the same person in the same space in more of a digital way? I don't know. That is a great question. I'd love to talk about that with you guys in the Facebook group. I'll leave you with these words from the Apostle Paul that inspire me to keep innovating for the kingdom. 1 Corinthians 19 through 27 from Eugene Peterson's The Message. Even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people, religious, non-religious, meticulous, moralist, loose living, immoralist, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ. But I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempt to lead those I meet to a God-saved life. I did all of this because of the message. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. You've all been to the stadium and seen athletes race. Everyone runs, but one wins. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternally. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else about it, and then missing out myself. Thanks for listening, and as always, I'll see you in the comments.